0: You are listening to Man Behind the Machine.
1: Voicemails to Man Behind Machine from around the world, Canada, Vienna, Austria, Los
2: Angeles. Hi, this is Robin from 8-Bit Show and Tell and Growing Up 80s. My favorite sci-fi movie, well I don't know if this totally counts as sci-fi, but it's more post-apocalyptic. I love the Mad Max series of movies. Yeah, I I love all four of them. So that includes the the new one from a few years ago, and even the Mad Max 3 Beyond Thunderdome. Uh, Some people didn't like that one so much, but I really loved how uh, interesting the world was in that movie, even if it didn't have, uh, even if it was toned down a bit compared to some of the other movies. And now Mad Max has had an interesting history in video games. There wasn't an official Mad Max game until 1990 for the NES, the Nintendo. And that's kind of strange because there were actually a lot of 80s games about Mad Max unofficially. And here's an interesting bit of trivia that a lot of people don't know. The official Mad Max game, it's it's not all that great. It's really difficult, and uh, this, the storytelling isn't all that good. It has quite a few flaws. But before that game became Mad Max on the NES, it was actually released back in 87 or so as a game called Motor Massacre, which was also released as a game called Road Raiders, which was released for the Commodore 64, the Spectrum, uh, and I also played it on the Amiga. And it was called uh, Motor Massacre in the UK, but in North America it was called Road Raider. Anyway, that same core game design was turned into the Mad Max game for the NES. And that original game actually was very much like a Mad Max theme. It was uh, vehicles, combat, post-apocalyptic. And so it sort of made sense that they had this existing Commodore 64 game that they could then port over to the NES with the official Mad Max license on it. It's just too bad that, well, they changed it in some ways, while they're porting it, and not really for the better, and not really in a good way to capture the Mad Max theme. But still, it's an interesting bit of video game history, how one game could get transferred. Actually, that reminds me of a similar thing. The game Euridium, famous on the Commodore 64, Andrew Braybrook's amazing side-scrolling shooter, that also took on a unique movie license, Iridium was ported to the NES and changed slightly to be an official last Starfighter video game. And that was also in 1990, even though the last Starfighter movie was from 1984. So here's two instances of old Commodore 64 games being ported to the NES years later, and then a movie license slapped on it. Kind of weird, but kind of interesting too. Okay, so that's it from Robin. If you check out my show on YouTube called 8-Bit Show & Tell, or search for my podcast with Darren Folds called Growing Up 80s. We'll talk to you later.
1: And a happy New Year to you, sir. Man behind the Machine. 2019 Brand new Projects on the Way. Hey, hey, hey. To answer your question, I'd say the first two or first three films, Star Wars films, though that trilogy I would consider is, a, is a one movie that as is, is my ultimate favorite 1980s sci-fi movie. Uh, what they later titled as "New Hope: Empire Strikes Back." Return of the Jedi. However, I gotta say I love Time Bandits. I love a never-ending story. I love Black Hole. I've never seen the movie. However, I used to have one of those little books that you'd follow along when you read, the, uh, listen to the record. So, uh, what's your favorite 1980s sci-fi movie? I'm curious.
0: Voicemails to Man Behind the Machine. Vienna-Austria Commodore Meeting. Not much new. I had Commodore Meeting today. In Vienna uh, was the biggest meeting uh, so far. I think um, was many people came, like the old ones, uh, the the one that that knew it already, and those uh, new guys uh, also came in. And yeah, was was quite nice. We played artillery duel, had lots of fun. and showed him how to to play it, and. Uh, yeah, I also played SimCity and we programmed on the C128, we programmed in BASIC uh, seven point seven point zero, and uh, made some Arkanoid or Pong type like game, at least uh, the paddle with the movement was programmed and uh, machine language monitor, uh, we have a C128 expert there and yeah, it was quite nice. One had a... Uh, Uh, c64 um, mod uh, with with him it was in a wooden case uh, with many many switches and LEDs and own a PSU uh, unit uh, internally was very weird mod but uh, he fired it up and it did really work we could not figure out all the um, switches and stuff but uh, uh, at least it was a wonder that it did work and uh yeah that that was also very interesting as you can see on the pictures uh, it's a very strange strange looking mod with own keyboard with wooden keyboard and uh, extra uh, keypad for entering decimal codes and machine language monitors uh was quite uh, nice you also had the pads there and uh different other computers. FF the Blech FF, has 6, 6 and 9, 9. Uh, uh, is. Is, uh, no, no, and FF. No? Blech 6, seven, 6 and 9, 9. Okay, okay. okay. let's check aber eher see? It, works. It's it, works, see it? it has an effect. I did not buy anything, or No, not much uh, other news, um, just that was was today what happened and yeah, so no no other news chiasia geschafft aber du dich nämlich mit am nächsten verkaufsgespräch sagen wir du das kaputt
1: kann ich zeichnen.
0: Das ist sehr logisch. aber da das ist so Mit 1, 2, 3, da steht
1: eine Farbe. Aber ich weiß nicht genau,
0: ja. Ach, das ist ein einfaches
1: Das kann man dann, das kann man dann speichern. Ja, genau. Ja, jetzt mache ich mal so etwas
0: Einfaches. Ja. Dann speichere ich es ab. Ich bin wieder da, wo ich war. Und wenn ich jetzt in den eingehe, Vielleicht bin da. Ja, das ist glaube ich jetzt der andere. Okay. okay. Um. Dann kann ich auch noch Aber im Hintergrund, ne? also parallel zum restlichen <lacht> Rechner, das dann normal. Ich verstehe nicht, warum man jetzt einen Block zeigt. Das was ich eigentlich kann. Ich habe doch einen. Ja, du hast das zweite Nummer 2 gehabt, oder? Ah, Nummer zwei gehabt, das ist die beste Idee. Ja. Ja. Acht Breits kann man hier definieren. Und <lacht> dann genau, jetzt war's. Man kann das Breite in irgendeinem so Winkel bewegen. In irgendeiner Geschwindigkeit. Was gibt es da an? Also, MoveSpreite 1. Winkel und die Geschwindigkeit. Winkel und
1: Geschwindigkeit.
0: Genau. Zuerst hast du Nullwinkel gehabt, oder? 90. 90 gehabt. Das ist cool, ne? Es geht natürlich auch
1: noch
0: in so mehr wie ein Plus 4 dann eigentlich, ne? Du musst blind tippen. Genau, ein Grafikmodus. Ich kann auch hier drehen: Split Screen, Text und, gemischt. Ja. Ja. und Grafik gemischt. Text und Grafikmodus. Das ist dann Graphic 2 oder? Graphic Modus, oder? Ja. Das ist bei Plus 4 auch so. Und da kannst du ja auch, auch definieren: so ein Fenster, dass du innerhalb des Fensters schreibst. Mhm. Auch Windows gibt es nicht. Aber... Genau, ja. okay. es der Blue Zero als erstes gehabt, eigentlich. Und das Coole ist bei dem Gänzlichen Plus vier mit den eingebauten Programmen. Ja. Und dann kannst du nämlich auch die Tabellen und die Word gleichzeitig ausführen. Das heißt, und dann kannst du zwischen wechseln zwischen Word und Tabellen. Aber du kannst das Split ja, machen. Und das finde ich cool. You're listening to Man Behind the Machine.
1: Wow, man, um, I think that's wonderful, like, as a question, um, about the underground stuff, um, you know, maybe that's what the, um, like, the podcasts are about, um, uh, people recapturing, maybe, um, existing methods of communication, um, and maybe that's what's going on, it's like a, it feels to me like it's burgeoning, maybe it always has, but it seems like with the, um, you know, like with the economics of everything that a lot of people have gone that route, like, there's lots of people on YouTube, of course that's not maybe the same, um, but people are, a lot of people express their views through that. Japanese robot? Wow, you know the skin, whatever they're using for the skin texture looks good because it's kind of like translate, um, it's translucent, so it gives it some real stuff. The eye, the eye blinking looks great. Um, pretty creepy when it's walking. It looks like you know some of those movies with the robot kid or whatever. What's the need for a sympathy robot? I don't know. It comes up against like, do we need robots or people? And, well, it's it's not an and or an or, or it's like an or. But the emotion response from these robots isn't the same as people. However, like when it reaches the point of um you know, like that idea from Blade Runner with a lady robot um opposite Harrison Ford, his love interest is um when he can't like tell the difference or he almost can't or he can uh then you know maybe that's the stage when um the emotional Patterning may be complex enough to elicit a response in humans Right now, it's animatronics, right? Um, So There may be a future there Wait and see Yeah Lost in Paradise, yeah, I don't, um, you know, I was talking to somebody at the co-op, and they were reading a book, I think it was Nathan, and it said something about, like, um, putting down your phone, so, um, I don't think he's alone, um, people do have a limited choice, uh, like, so you can shut your phone or put it away, um, if a drone's flying by you, and it's allowed by the gov um, then um, the state and I guess don't have a choice so I don't know what people don't have any ideas um, uh, <coughs> I think it's maybe like the railroad did, did to the Indians um, you know what there may not be a choice.
2: You are listening to Man Behind the Machine.
1: Thing has, I think, more to do with. Well, I'm only speculating because I don't know for sure, but I think it has to do with um, the cross reference to, like, maybe the military drone and the havoc those wreak overseas. Um, and then you know, maybe its meaning gets conflated. It could also have to do with the Amazon drones and delivering things in the air, and um, implications of um, eavesdropping on people uh, by whomever uh, through drones, and the um, what that presents as like a new concept to people and what it means to their lives. Um, a non-privacy world. On the freeze, the dogs went out very briefly. Gabe ran outside, came back. Although, I called him back too, because he was going to run for it. And, batteries don't like cold weather at a certain point, so, um, one can either charge the battery or leave it alone and then hope it what doesn't decharge or something. Or the cold weather doesn't affect something in it. I'm not sure. But they don't function as well. At super cool temps.